Good evening. The presenting sponsor of 30 and Nerdy Podcast is Advertising Expressions. Advertising Expressions exists to promote your business, school, church, or even your podcast, just like they do for the quite fine show, 30 and Nerdy. They promote such organizations by getting their name in front of as many as possible, as often as possible, for as long as possible. So whether you advertise on your rear window, or wear a shirt so that strangers on a train know where you work, be sure that advertising expressions can help you. After all, I confess that their service is absolutely murder. Contact them today and tell them 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you to see what deals are in store. What's up, nerds and nerdettes? Welcome back to another week of 30 and Nerdy Podcast. And as we told you last time, this is a different kind of episode. Yes. We are in the car on the way to see Black Widow. 30 and Nerdy on wheels. 30 and Nerdy on the road. We're mobile. On the road again with the nerds. So we are on the interstate heading to Knoxville, Tennessee. Going to see a movie for the first time in theaters since Birds of Prey. So that would have been February of last year? Yes. Right? Yes. February of 2020 was the last time. It's a big day. We we did our original, uh, we had lunch at a Mexican restaurant. Yep. uh, El Toro in Morristown. Shout out to El Toro. Shout out to El Toro. Uh, that is our go-to place before movies every time we go see a movie, so we're really excited. Um, so this is a different kind of episode where, you know, no nerd words, no nerd news. We're just, we're on the road. This is kind of like, like, like we're Michael Moore on the road and, and we're, it's all just organic and gorilla style. 30 Nerdy is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Exactly. Poolside episodes, in the fortress episodes, in the car episodes. You just never know. You never know. Never know. So we thought on the way there, we would talk a little bit about Black Widow. Uh, Some history, some favorite moments, some comic book stuff. And then after we see the movie, we're going to talk about the movie. You all will only get... A commercial break when you're listening through to this but what will really have happened is probably about three hours has gone by in real time and then we will talk about it but no worries as you're listening to this we have not broken the 72 hour embargo so this is a forewarning after the commercial break coming up soon it is going to be all about black widow so if you haven't seen it stop and go watch the movie then come back here 
and listen to the episode. But you have seen it. Stay here, and we're going to talk a lot about Black Widow. We so, also have to talk about the new episode of yes, Loki that just yes, dropped. A very exciting episode. Indeed. Crazy episode. So, we're on the road. We're recording. We've got Coke Zeros and Dr. Pepper Zeros, and we've got gummies, and we're like kids. We're like kids. We're looking for more candy, too. Yeah, the real question is, can I resist that movie theater popcorn? Because uh, even... Before I was yeah. trying to be more healthy, it's like you know I'm only gonna get a medium popcorn because they always sucker me into getting the large, and I eat most of it, and I have a terrible stomach ache. Yeah, and it's been a long time since I've had that sweet, buttery. hot, steamy, buttery movie theater popcorn. But I've been working really hard, you know, exercising. They could deserve a treat. I do, but a large. So I, it's I have to resist. I'm going to get a small popcorn, and that's it. We'll see. I say that a lot. We'll see. I say that a lot. It's like, oh, you know, for only a quarter more, (laughs) you can just have a large. You can get free refills. (laughs) What? I've got an extra quarter. (laughs) It's kind of like when when we were kids at the uh, gas station, slushies were here. I mean, they still got slushies at gas stations, but I remember being a kid, going to the gas station, saying, and they'd have like one regular size and then a bucket. Like, well, what's the difference between the regular and the bucket? Quarter. Well, Dad, we might as well get the bucket. <laughs> Just because you can yeah. doesn't I mean, mean you should. should. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna try and hold myself to that. Yeah, but also this is your birthday celebration. Is, that's true too. But you should we celebrate. Well, I also celebrated with our big lunch we had. That's true. So, have you ever wondered if you have like diverticulitis? I don't know. How would I know that? Well, do other seeded things cause you pain? Cucumbers, tomatoes, stuff like that? No. No. People with diverticulitis can't eat popcorn, cucumbers, stuff like that. Well, I eat popcorn all the time. I microwave popcorn at home and stuff. It never bothers me. It's it's the the butter. It's the oily, buttery stuff that they have at the movies. Gotcha. That's so good, but so terrible for you. Kills my stomach. And plus, I eat so much of it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to resist. Even though it's a special time, I'm going to resist. Okay. We'll see what happens. We'll, <laughs> we'll report on that when we <laughs> More on that later. <laughs> <laughs> later tonight. So, uh, let's get first to talking about Loki. DJ Mike Howie, take us to the show. It's time to nerd up or shut up. Let's get dangerous. Welcome to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the flagship show of Badcast Company Productions. Thirty and Nerdy Podcast is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and part of the Council of Nerds. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Reach out using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. 
You can also find us and other amazing podcasts at podchaser.com by searching The Apocalypse and Pod Nation. Got something to say? Email us at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com or check out the website at 30andnerdypodcast.com. Now, sit back, crank it to 11. The nerds are here. Thirty and Nerdy Podcast. Thank you, Willie. Thank you, Willie. Thank you, William. All right, so let's talk Loki. All right. What an episode. Yeah, Journey into Mystery, which, which is named after the comic in which Loki and Thor and all them made their debut. This episode should have been called Easter Egg. You know that there would have been a good choice. Tons of them. Let's just go through. The Easter eggs before we even get started. So, in this episode, we had Thor's hammer, Mjolnir, buried mm-hmm. in the ground. Right. Right beside a jar with Throg, Thor, <laughs> Froggy Thor, Frog Thor, stuck in a jar, trying to get to Mjolnir. We have Ronan's ship, the Dark Esther, crashed and went behind classic Loki when he's delivering a line. We have the head of Yellow Jacket, the villain from Ant-Man. Or possibly just his helmet. I am not convinced that that's his head. If there's a head in there. Yeah. Thanos' helicopter. Right. Which is such a comic book thing. Yeah. We have thankfully not seen Thanos' helicopter in the MCU <laughs> other than that. Look out, guys. It's Thanos in a helicopter. I'm so intimidated. Oh, no. It's Thanos and his whirly bird. We also saw a head of a living tribunal in this apocalyptic world. This end of time world, I guess is what they're calling the, it. The void at the end yes, of the world. Yes, the void at the end of the world. It sounds very Kingdom Hearts. End if you've played line. Kingdom Hearts, it's very Kingdom Hearts the, to name the void at the end of the timeline a world. So, uh, we also saw a crashed helicarrier. Shield's helicarrier crashed. And we got quite possibly the greatest um, supporting role of any MCU oh, thing, man. Gator Loki. We yeah. did not know how much we needed Gator Loki yeah. in our lives. Move aside, baby Yoda. Move aside, baby Groot. Gator Loki's here. That's it. The only Gator that's worth talking about, if you ask a Tennessee fan. Well, that's yeah. Well, that's, that's true. just fine. Um, so, and I was proven right. If you go back and listen to last week's episode, I said, you know what I think? I think that President Loki isn't our Loki. He's a different one. And he was. He was a different Loki. Right. Which was really cool, because you just got done reading that. Yeah, I wish that they had, we had seen a little more of that. Because that was really a, a pretty great uh, story arc. Uh, the, the vote Loki 
uh, series. It was like a four or five part series, so definitely recommend it. But that would have been uh, cool to see a little more of that. But, you know, they have limited time, so I get it. So, we also get this fantastic reunion between Mobius and Loki. Awesome. Mobius is alive and well, and he was sent to this world as well. Uh, which, went once um, Loki woke up at the end of last episode, I was like, oh, well, Mobius isn't dead, dead. And truthfully, in the MCU, dead isn't dead. In any comic book In any book comic book world. world in any yeah. fantasy world, dead exactly. isn't dead. I mean, I can't tell you how many times Sam and Dean Winchester's died. So. Especially spread across all 29 seasons <laughs> and uh, 15 specials and four movies. <laughs> so, what was something that stuck out to you? A few things that stuck out to you in this episode. Well, I'll tell you the number one thing was classic Loki. I'm sure that's what everyone's talking about. Uh, I believe the actor's name is Richard Grant. Yes. Is that right? Uh, wow. Wow. That Loki was... I was talking to you uh, before about, you know, I always loved the, the characters who were like the wise mentor, like the veteran, like yeah. the, the Dumbledores Gandalf. and the Gandalfs and all of them. Like classic Loki felt like that character for me in this you know he's the wise one he's been around the longest and he had that really incredible moment where he replicated an entire Asgard Asgard, fully detailed everything piece by piece his glorious purpose fulfilled he looked very much like Scarlet Witch in that moment Uh, just creating like how powerful he looked like a green version of Scarlet Witch and I saw this meme that said, nobody should be arguing that Scarlet Witch is the best at creating rap realities anymore. Because classic Loki just blew her out of the water, creating a reality, just standing there without full-blown sad emotion. He did it to save them. Yeah, but Wanda created a reality... Oh, sorry. Created a reality and controlled... It's hundreds true. of people at the same time. That's true. So, I don't know. I mean, obviously it was super impressive. But but what's crazy about Richard E. Grant is he's normally a bad guy in pretty much everything he's played. But to see him play this kind of wisdom-type role yeah. and, like, we should survive, come with us, we're here to save you, and him get a, a moment of glorious purpose, saving them, distracting this creature that was very much like something out of a video game or Fantasia or something like that. Goliath is straight from the comics, man. He's an Avengers uh, villain. Yeah. And they've included him in this as like the the guard dog for whoever's controlling this Mm -hmm. whole thing. Yep. Um, So that was cool. Um, I think one thing that stood out to me was Kid Loki being the ruler of this world. Yeah, like King Kid Loki. Yeah, it was. It was like, well, you should show him respect. This is his world, after all. Did you notice him drinking a high C? Yes, <laughs> not drinking alcohol. And uh, I guess it's arrogant Loki or braggy Loki or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, something like that. Uh, he betrayed him and let President Loki know where they were, and he has some type of 
forged Mjolnir made out of pistons, it looked like. Yeah, he claimed that he uh, he defeated Iron Man and Captain America. Yes, yes. Not so sure about it. Even Gator Loki was like, eh. That's bull. He reacted to that. You're lying. But, you know, other than that, I mean, this was a solid episode. It got me excited for the last episode. They part ways. Uh, you know, Owen Wilson's character Mobius said he's going back to the TVA to burn it down. Seth Rollins style. <laughs> so, I'm excited to see where that leads. I hope that we don't just go lead to him dying again. Like, But do you think that Mobius is really just some guy? Or do you think he's going to play a bigger role? Like, he's going to be somebody important? Because I kind of hope he is. I hope so. I hope that he's like... A variant of someone who's actually in in the MCU, in the Marvel comics, someone we would know. Wouldn't that be cool? It would be. Uh, it'd be cool if I mean I wouldn't be able to even start to guess who he could be or say who I would. What want if him he to was be. like an old version of Johnny Storm? Oh, I'd be intri- you know, intriguing. It'd be interesting. Jet skis and you know crazy stuff like that. See yeah. Johnny doing that. Maybe what made him a variant was he didn't go on the, the space trip. Yeah. Maybe. Something like that. Something as easy as that is he was jet skiing with a supermodel girlfriend, didn't miss the space trip, and didn't get powers. That made him a variant. Doubtful, I th- but we'll see. Yeah, very doubtful. I think it's cool to see this band of Lokis kind of come together as heroes because they, even Kid Loki says, like, you know, we, uh, do you really think any of us can change? And our Loki says, yes, I'm trying. I have. And then we see Richard E. Grant's version change. I mean, he already was changing. You know, he, he was tired of the the fighting and the losing and the dying and the being upset. And he found this private world, pretty much his own private island, planet-wise, and just disappeared. It's like, yeah, we're happy, we're content just surviving yeah. here. And I guess they probably don't age, so they would probably just be able to just hang out there forever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because didn't uh, uh, Ravona say they send, they can't delete all of their matter. matter they can't so delete. So they send it to that place where it stops growing. Yeah. So they're just. They don't age. Yeah. They're just there, and as so long as they... who knows how long they've all... Maybe that's why Kid Loki's king. Maybe he's been there the longest. Maybe. I mean, what's crazy is if, as long as they survive a Lyoth, they're fine because they can conjure food. They can conjure drinks. Yeah, stuff they're just Loki. shows up, probably. Yeah. They can have whatever they I mean, want. We saw that ship show up, which was like the USS Aldrich? Eldritch? Uh, or something like that? The one from like the Philadelphia Project, where yeah. they allegedly made the the uh, aircraft carrier, the ship yeah. disappear with all the guys on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was very interesting to see that because that's kind of like historical fiction. Playing oh yeah, kind of like they did with the DB Cooper thing. Yeah, early on that Loki was, was that DB. was really cool yeah. too. I love saying like, "Oh, this is the reason why this thing happened. This superhero was involved." Yeah, in it. and even in the the X Men movies, they did that because they tried to say that Magneto was trying to. Uh, curve the per- bullet. Curve the bullet to prevent JFK from being assassinated because JFK was a mutant. So, yeah, I always appreciate that Oh, stuff. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. One of the biggest things that stood out to me was, you know, even though Renslayer was lied to as well, you know, she she's realized that she's been lied to. Yeah. But instead of joining forces with them, 
she's like, well, we still need to maintain some maintain decorum order, yeah. and some form of order, and she, maybe... It seems like she does genuinely want to know, and, like, she... I don't feel like she does know the truth. Yeah. You know? She doesn't know what's going on. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting that she went to Miss Minutes and asked her to look stuff up when Miss Minutes clearly was created by whoever created all of this. Yeah. Why... Why do you think you can trust Miss Minutes? Not um, a good move, I don't think. I think it's. I think it'll be very interesting to see. You know, I said that theory that I saw on TikTok last week. Uh, is Miss Minutes more than meets the eye? Could be. You know, Could is be. she just a, a hologram created to keep them going in circles by whoever's run the TVA? Right. It would be very interesting to see if Miss Minutes was somewhat behind it all. But at the same time, I think it's just kind of like Goliath, just just a guard thing, just something to keep it going. The robotic timekeepers, the you know, just something to keep the illusion going. I don't think Miss Minutes is like some kind of tyrannical villain for this series, but I do think you know, if, as long as Ta- Tara Strong's voicing her, and you've got someone with that ability, and you've got some this type of character that you've been created, you know. There's something more to her. Uh, yeah, I think so too. I'm not entirely convinced that it's going to be related to Kang, though. Not yet. Yeah. feel like that's just too easy. That's too obvious. feel like they're going to do something to swerve us here on this last episode. So you think the castle is not Kang's castle? You know, I don't know. I, I have this feeling like it's going to be something else. Because everybody's looking for the Kang thing, right? You know? Yeah. And they've already said he's going to be in Ant-Man, um, Ant-Man so uh, I'm not, you know, I don't know. I don't know why they would. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be pretty, it'd be intense to just throw Kang into this last episode, uh, sitting on a throne in a castle. If so, like. I mean, yeah. I'm cool. Great. I'm all about it. I mean, but, but at the same time, I just feel like it would kind of be like, why say he's going to be in Ant-Man 3 if you're going to throw him into this? What would be, like, just amazing and incredible is if it was Doctor Doom. Oh. And they went ahead and just brought him God in. God Doom in. Ahead of, like, you know, Fantastic Four and everything. We know they're on the horizon, so, you know. Yeah. I, why not throw in a couple little things here and there? Everybody's looking for Fantastic Four right now, I feel like. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're looking for who's the cast going to be, how is it going to be brought in. We've been waiting for the Fantastic Four for so long. Why not? Why not let this be Doctor Doom or, or something like that? I mean, that? I agree. I mean, it would be great if Doom was at the end of the timeline heading up the TVA, kind of like he's already powerful and established. Yeah, like, what if that castle is some sort of weird displaced Latveria, you know? Oh. That'd be cool. I mean, it'd be... Why not just do something shocking? You know? You got such a huge audience on these Disney Plus shows. Well, I think Loki's premiere beat both WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Wow. So... Loki's been around longer than all of them, too, so he's got more of that name recognition, yeah. probably more of a following. Um, well, and people are just Hiddleston fans are watching, too. Right. Because they're just Tom Hiddleston fans who really don't care about comic book culture, but they're watching because it's Tom Hiddleston. As of right now, though, like, uh, 
I mean, it's going to be hard to top one division for me. Like, I don't know what's what's to come next week, but as of right now, it's one division, Loki, then Falcon Winter Soldier for me as far as the Marvel, you know, content this year goes. Yeah. On Disney Plus, so um, I'm I'm loving it. Like it, yeah. The beginning, first couple episodes, it it took a little bit, but. Things have picked up so much over the past couple of episodes that we've we've seen. Yeah. And you know, I there's thing anything can happen right now. And it reminds me of those times in One Vision, like, you know, who's behind this? Who's involved? Who's pulling the strings? Who's this person really? Like, who are they gonna find in that castle? You know? What if it's Doctor Strange? Like well, I, an old version of ancient what if version of Doctor Strange Okay. who you know did not go the good route once he got the eye of Agamotto okay. it was a different time version of Doctor Strange who maybe was like hey if I you know I'm going this route and I've learned to manipulate time and all that but I, I want to rule one timeline and I can hide way back here and nobody will but I can create this entire you know TVA well whoever it is they wanted the the snap had to happen and had to be reversed does this person for some reason have some sort of special interest in that like is that what all this stems from because Loki had to be had to play his part or whatever and it had to happen that way because the Avengers were supposed to go back in time and do the time heist and all that stuff. So clearly whoever's behind all this has interest in that. What is it? Why? Why does the snap have to happen? Why does it have to be reversed? Or am that's I a looking good point. too far into no, this? No, that's a really good point because everything that, that they've talked about at the TVA is everything had to happen. Yeah, what like, made them a variant is that they went against the plans. Right, like episode one, much. he even said, Owen Wilson said, like... That happened because it was supposed to happen. That was, yeah, the Avengers were supposed to So this to go person back. would only allow that to happen if they wanted it truly to happen, needed it to happen for some reason. But if you also notice, is that time heist took how many of the mainstay Avengers away? It weakened the team pretty good. I mean, we lost Iron Man, we lost Cap, we lost Widow. You know, so, I mean, three of the big, uh, big original six are gone so that time heist is what kind of made us lose them that final battle like if they didn't do the time heist you know tony would have grown old with pepper and had a daughter and it's like this person needed that to happen needed them off the board for some reason so could it be someone who's like i just need the avengers gone so i can put the final plan into play yeah and he didn't expect loki to become this hero so so that brings me to my next question is after this do you bring Loki back to the MCU or do you let him stay with the TVA storyline I think it depends on what happens doesn't yeah. it I mean and isn't it cause he's a hero I'm mean, at right this now. point he's a hero yeah uh is is the season 2 thing pretty much confirmed I, I haven't read on on full confirmation um it's I, I thought that they had pretty much said they had ideas for two or three seasons like done like in the in the can 
So that's just something that Feige and Loki and Hiddleston had said before. But it would go against what we've already seen in Disney Plus. You just know, one-offs. There's a loose end out there in the MCU that I'm waiting to come back into play at some point. And it may not ever, but... The Incredible Hulk movie with Edward Norton is still technically canon part of the MCU, right? Um, and I can't remember the name, but it was the guy, he was Mr. Blue or whatever, and he met up with him. It was the guy from My Brother Where Art yeah, Thou, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. the Baldwin guy. And part of some of Bruce's blood dripped onto his head into a, a wound that he had, and it turned him into can't remember the name of the character. I can't either. Because at first, when I first saw that little segment, I thought there's Modoc, But his name wasn't Tarleton. No, it's... I can't remember. But that was just sort of left hanging, you know? Like, what if he comes into play somehow? You know, this is totally far-fetched. I'm totally reaching here. But just pointing out that that is an open-ended thing that... Oh, hello, big truck. Uh, that's an open-ended thing that they could do something with at some point. So why not surprise us? You know, maybe this guy became so brilliant that he learned how to manipulate time. And maybe he's behind it all. You know, I don't know. I'm just... I thought people were probably disappointed with that. I'm just trying to come up with something. But Yeah. It could be anything. It could be absolutely anything. Well, I mean, so far from what I can find is that it's pretty understood that there will be a season two of Loki. Okay. They just haven't officially like the right people haven't said hey we're doing this and announced it. But it is like pre-production, pre-planning it's scripts are being written. Planned to happen. Planned to happen. So you know that means a lot. That means that some form of Loki will be in that show but does Hiddleston come back to the MCU as a true blue hero because this Hiddleston, this Loki if he were to come back to the timeline that we're at now, first off, they'd be like, oh my God, Loki's alive. Because the Loki, that the timeline that he would be coming back to, he should be dead. Killed by Thanos. Right. If he goes back to his timeline to fix the timeline, then he'll be seen as a bad guy. Even though he just spent his entire series being a hero. So... It's, it's confusing to think about what they can do. I really just don't see an end to Loki unless it's like we hear that Hiddleston himself say, I'm leaving, I'm done. Well, not then, this, why would you? Yeah, then, you know, I would imagine either Enchantress or Kid Loki coming into play. Because I feel like the MCU needs a Loki of some form or fashion because he's just such a massive character. Yeah, uh, and honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing classic Loki come back at some point because he yeah. really stole the show on this episode. But he did. You know, sometimes it's nice for things to just be one and done. You and know, it makes you appreciate it and, in that yeah, moment. Yeah, and it sort of just stands out. As you remember that time that classic, you know, classic Loki, Loki made the replica of Asgard, and then he, he was eaten by Goliath. That was crazy, and he just finally that was shouts. It. Glorious he fulfilled purpose. his glorious purpose. Yeah. yeah. It was a great send-off. And, I mean, Kid Loki and Gator Loki are still alive, and as far as we know, so is Presidential Loki. So, Right, and Boastful Loki, too. Boastful Loki, yes. So, 
What do you all think? What what was your favorite moment of this episode? What are you expecting in the finale? I'm expecting fireworks. I'm expecting big things. I'm expecting to say what? And I am honestly expecting a heck of a cliffhanger. And I really want to see Sylvie wear the Enchantress costume. Yeah. I thought we were going to get it. We got a little, Uh, like, oh, you know, maybe a new outfit. So maybe that'll happen, too. I think so. We'll see her as the comic book You know, a fun fact is she had a baby right before filming this. Did you know that? Mm -mm. And they altered her costume so she could breastfeed in her trailer. Oh, well, how about that? Yeah. Had a baby literally weeks before And she's kicking butt as as a Loki now. I know. She's awesome. I love her. I love her and Owen's charisma in their scenes just this little bit they got to have her and tom's charisma tom and owen's charisma heck even renslayer and her charisma in their scenes yeah they play like they truly have known each other for a long time and hate each other they play that well i'm in, interested to see where renslayer comes into play who's in the castle yeah uh so i'm excited yeah. We're going to be talking about that finale this, episode. This time next week, we'll yeah. know the answers. We will. We will. And ah. I will be FaceTiming with you or, or Zooming with you from the beach to talk Loki. Well, that's what we'll have to do. That's just fine. Well, that's just fine. So that's what we'll end up doing. But I'm excited. Listen, people, if you haven't seen it, you've just been spoiled, and I don't know why you stayed. But if you have, what are your thoughts on this episode, episode five? One more to go, people. Very excited. We are going to take a quick break, step away, maybe get some gas, get some refreshments, get something because we are on the road. Go to the bathroom. Yes, because we are on the road with 30 and Nerdy. And we will be right back with more 30 and Nerdy podcast. Tennessee Legend Distillery was founded in 2015 and has quickly become one of the top distilleries for natural extracts and ingredients in its spirits. With no high fructose corn syrup, artificial sweeteners, or harmful ingredients, Tennessee Legend Distillery has four locations in the state of Tennessee. Without Newport, Sevierville, Cookville, and Nashville distilleries. You see, at Tennessee Legend Distillery, we have spent more time focused on the quality of our spirits than the number of our stores. We have a great selection of non-flavored spirits as well, like vodka, bourbon, whiskey, and gin. Tennessee Legend Distillery has multiple awards and medals for state, national, and international spirit contests, and even carries 2019's Best Tasting Whiskey in the state of Tennessee with our Salted Caramel 60 Proof Whiskey. We offer discounts for veterans, active military, nurses, police officers, firefighters, first responders, and even multiple bottle discounts. Don't live in Tennessee? We ship to select states. Go to GACraftSpirits.com to see if we deliver to you. That's G-A-C-R-A-F-T-S-P-I-R-I-T-S dot com. If you stop by the Sevierville location, tell them 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you and be a legend Tennessee Legend Distillery by receiving a free shot glass and 15% off of your order. What are you waiting for? Cheers to you. (laughs) 
Welcome back, nerds and nerdettes. Hey. We're in traffic. Yep. And Josh has to pee. I gotta go. I had uh, I had a lot of this Cherry Coke Zero. Well, tell him to hurry up. And uh, we are currently in standstill traffic in Knoxville. Y'all hurry up now. He's gotta pee. I gotta go bad. <laughs> this is... I'm in a crisis, We y'all. should do this on the road more often, because I can just roll the window down and yell at people. <laughs> while we're recording. Y'all want to be on the show? Y'all want to be on a podcast? Oh my. You gotta go, people. This is really serious. Alright, so we are talking about Black Widow. Yeah. We're on our way to see the movie. Comes out tonight. Mm -hmm. And if you're lucky to see it before the actual day, like us, uh, we pulled some strings and we got Knoxville's IMAX to play it at 5 o'clock this evening. Yeah. All we did was make some calls. They moved some things around. <laughs> moved Cruella to a different theater. <laughs> and play, and they're playing Black Widow for just yeah. the two of us. Yeah, it's crazy. It. It's crazy. It will be interesting to see how many people are there, truly. It is. It's going to be extremely interesting. First movie since pre-pandemic. It's going to feel like we're variants on a new timeline. It is. It's going to be crazy. I, th- I think it would have been extremely interesting to see a timeline of uh, no COVID if they had played that up. Because, I mean, they filmed during the pandemic a lot of this stuff. So, it would have been funny to do a COVID timeline and seeing all the Avengers in masks. So, what was the original release date of the Black Widow movie? Do we, do we remember? Was it March of last year? March or April? March or April of last, of last year. year? Yeah. And here we are a year later. It's currently July 8th. Yeah. July 8th, 2021. It's crazy. It's crazy. Wow. So, we got some facts here about Black Widow. A few. A few. Just a few. A handful. Uh, a handful. My first time doing a show with no notes, so I sent my notes to you. Yeah. I read a little bit of Black Widow this week. I read uh, one of the more recent uh, uh, collections of yeah. Black Widow. Because I'm trying to do this thing where I read up on whoever... Whoever we're about to watch. Gosh. I do this thing where I try to read up on whoever it is that we're talking about. Yeah. Know? So I read a Black Widow series. It was uh, the... Name of the Rose or something like that. Uh, basically, Black Widow is a boss, and uh, one of the things that stood out in this particular storyline, she's ruthless, right? Uh, she had an encounter with Lady, uh, Lady, oh Hydra? my gosh, no, Adam Hydra, Lady Webb, no, Lady Bullseye. She had an encounter with Lady Bullseye, and basically, she slipped her this. I don't know, some sort of poison or whatever mm. that basically paralyzed her. Oh my. And it made her it sort of like Romeo and Juliet where it appeared like she was dead. So she got buried alive. Oh my gosh. Yeah. At the hands of the Black Widow. She's ruthless, y'all. And in this story, basically, she got framed because she had this device embedded in her body that collected data on like fellow Avengers and stuff like that. So that in the event that she needed to, I guess, defect back to Russia, yeah, she could sell all that information on the Avengers and everybody, and 
get out of one of those situations. Oh my. Yeah. It's crazy. I love Black Widow. I, I love, the aspect I love about her is she's so mysterious you never know where she stands. Um, I love that she's mortal. That she's not meta by any means. Well, or, but, you know, I didn't know because I've never been a Black Widow fan, you know, necessarily. I didn't know that she basically took an equivalent of a super ser- uh, super soldier serum in Russia. Really? So, basically, Natasha is, like, really old. But this serum that she took has caused her to have, like, she doesn't age, really. Ah. Yeah. That's... She was, says here she was born in 1928. She was born in 1928, according to uh, Marvel canon, from, from what I've read. Yeah. And, yeah, that serum that she took, which I didn't know she did that, but, yeah. She took, like, the Russian equivalent, and, um... And she was meant to infiltrate Stark Industries. Yeah, well, her, like, her first introduction into the comics, I believe, was she was sent to sort of seduce Tony Stark and, uh, and infiltrate into the company, which... She kind of does. MCU, she also does that, too. She yeah. becomes Tony's... Assistant. Assistant or whatever. Uh, so, nice homage to the comics, and I'm looking ahead and seeing the traffic. Uh, and I'm just feeling such feelings drowning? of woe because you my, drowning? my back teeth are floating. We should have gotten off a paper mill here and gotten on the strip. Kingston Pike would take us there. Oof. Well, we're just so close, you know. That's we're true. Just so close. So she debuted in Tales of Suspense number 52 in April of 1964. Right. That's crazy. The original Black Widow sort of wore like a blue and black costume. Yes. And oddly enough, I believe I'm right on this, the debut of her sort of the black leather and the skin tight suit or whatever was when she was having an encounter with Spider-Man. Huh. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Very interesting stuff. Right, right, right. And she was never really... uh, full-time Avenger in the comics because she will kill people. So, yeah, she's she's more ruthless. She doesn't mind to kill or take a life. And I heard something about or I read something about the fact that you know, the Avengers are, they, you know, have a strict no-kill policy like a lot of heroes do. And Natasha's sort of like, yeah, I'm not about that life. So she was never really, at least in the original lineup, like a full-time Avenger. Yeah. Because of that. Well, it definitely changed her a little bit in the MCU. She's definitely far kinder, less menacing than her comic book counterpart. And that's probably a, a good thing for the mainstream. Yeah. Um, because as, you know, we, we shoot back theories and all that on this show constantly. I remember when Batman versus Superman hadn't even come out yet. And I said, I have a theory, or I saw a theory, and you were like, what is it? And I said, that Ben Affleck's actually Slade Wilson <laughs> and not Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And you were like, do I like it? Yes. Would the average comic moviegoer get it? No. no. No, they would not. They'd be like, well, who's Slade Wilson? Yeah, you're losing your yeah. uh, your audience when you exactly. do that crazy stuff. So I think if we had, if we had played with with Scarlett Johansson being the way her comic book counterpart is, we, you probably would have lost a lot of viewers, possibly. Um, 
probably would have seen a lot of, well, I don't even like this character. Who cares? Well, in like some of my first introductions to Black Widow really came when I was like a teenager. Yeah. Like in high school because they did an animated Avengers thing. Um, I can't remember who produced it or really much about it, but Black Widow was in that and um, she was in like the Marvel Ultimate Alliance game. And I remember her in Avengers Assemble. And she, yeah, that was it. And she had the full on like Russian accent. Yes. Right? You know, and to me, the Russian accent is sort of like really overdone. It's sort of like I think about red and orange is the new black. And it's like uh, always the yeah. same sort of character yeah. in the yeah. accent. And it's just like overdone and whatever. Yeah, I understand. I so agree. I'm glad that they sort of didn't incorporate that part like she can clearly speak she's Russian. Americanized her yeah herself yeah cause I mean she has been here for a long time even before she was Natalie the assistant to Tony Stark and Iron Man 2 she was with Nick Fury for years you know cause Clint we learned that Clint had her dead to rights in his sight and gave her a second he chance he made a different call he made a different call and if he hadn't she'd be dead and I wonder if we'll see parts of that like in some sort of flashback I really want to see Budapest (laughs) cause they keep talking about this is different than Budapest Budapest very differently I want to see what happened in Budapest that they you know this could be it this could be this could be we're gonna meet her sister so I'm excited about that yeah who if ScarJo doesn't come back to the MCU somehow I would imagine we're about to meet the next Black Widow right possibly so she has been romantically involved with Hawkeye. Pretty much guessed that. Anybody watching. Um, Daredevil and Bucky. Yeah. The Daredevil relationship, I think, was pretty serious. And, and that was a, a long-term kind of thing. And the Bucky thing, I think they had a fling a long, long time ago. But in some of the more modern stuff in the past you know, 10, 15 years... She's had a pretty serious relationship with uh, with Bucky, who yeah. at the time was taking up the Captain America mantle. Yeah. And, of course, in the MCU, she has her fling with Banner. Yeah. That most people would know about today. Well, part of the, the character of the Black Widow is that she, she knows how to seduce men. You know, she knows mm-hmm. how to use her looks and her sexuality to... Get the job yeah. done, do yeah. what she needs to do. And, like, her, she and Tony Stark have had a really strange relationship. I don't think they were ever, like, in a, you know, like actual a dating relationship. relationship. But definitely. They've had fun together. Yeah, like, I think she ended up getting really attracted to him when she was supposed to infiltrate, yeah. you know, or whatever, the, uh, the company. Yeah. But. In the comic book world, she has been killed before. She was killed by Hydra Cap. Yeah, the, the bad guy came America. He bashed her with the shield. Her head in with the shield. Yeah, kind of like we saw Agent U.S. Agent do in Falcon and Winter Soldier to that one guy. Yeah, she got her brains bashed in, very Negan style, by Hydra Cap. Which was brutal to read and to look at. I did happen to come across some of that when I was doing some, uh, finding some digital comics that were available for Black Widow. So her her 
ability, aside from martial arts, is she has these what's called widow bites. Yeah. They're electric, aren't they? Yeah, so we kind of saw that in uh, Iron Man 2 when she debuted in the MCU. Those little gadgets that she throws and sort of electrocute everybody. Those are her uh, widow bites. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I, I, I have enjoyed thoroughly Scarlett Johansson's portrayal. Yeah, so let's sort of like talk about Black Widow MCU yeah. up until this point. Yeah. So, obviously, we met her in Iron Man 2, working with Nick Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D., infiltrating and kind of keeping an eye on Tony Stark, pretty much. Yeah, pretty was much. the idea, right? Kind of taking a report on him to see if he's even worth it. <laughs> pretty much like reporting back to the teacher. And then the next time we see her would be the Avengers, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh... Take care of Stark. You got the or something like I'll talk to uh, Cap, and you get the big guy. And she's like, "Oh, Stark won't listen to me." Stark won't. You know, Stark trusts me about as far as he can throw me. Oh no, I've got Stark. You get the big guy. And that's where she meets Bruce. She goes to the the old village that he technically Norton's banner left off at. Same village. Same. Somewhere jungle in place where he's helping sick people mm-hmm. and staying at inner peace, pretty much. Um, but we uh, we see a, a moment develop between them there, and then he almost kills her on the on the Quinjet. Oh yeah. Uh, see, and, and that's one. In in that movie, there's a moment that I don't think is talked about enough. Everyone in the MCU wants to talk about when, you know, Cap picked up the hammer or when Scarlet Witch almost kills Thanos, stuff like that. She tricked the god of mischief. She yeah. tricked the trickster. While he she got him to get lax and tell her his plan. Yeah, to, to get the Hulk all agitated. A mortal person tricked the trickster. Yeah. So I think that's a moment that we don't talk enough about. And that showed her prowess as a character. Yeah. That showed who the Black Widow can be if she needs to be. Because she's probably done that with the richest people in the world and now gods and Russian spies and Korea and, and all that. That was what her job was, was to get the facts, get the news. Yep. So, I mean, she even did it to Loki. And I think that's one of my first times where I was like, tip of the cap to you. Look at you tricking the trickster. Uh, I've loved her rendition of Romanoff. I have, because she's she's wit quippy. She's got these great lines that are written for her, but it's in her delivery as well. She delivers the lines well. She even kicks ass really well. She's she's been great. And after Avengers, we see her again in Cap Two. Yeah, sort of fugitive on the run with mm-hmm. uh, with Steve, right? Yeah, I've all, I gotta be honest, I've only seen uh, Winter Soldier like two or three times all the way through. Yeah, me too. Uh, it seems to be one that a lot of people latch onto, but I've just not. There, yeah, I've never been. There, there are uh, good friends of ours, you know, not just in the podcast world, but I have a buddy at work who's who says no, it's. It's my favorite. It's perfect in my eyes. The way we talk about Iron Man 1, 
they talk about Winter Soldier. I'm like, I just, I, it's not bad. I just not at all. It's 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 good. It's great. It's fantastic. It's just not I, my go-to I've favorite. Never, I've never understood the hype. Really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Winter Soldier's bad. He's awesome. It's great introduction to the Winter Soldier. I love the moments with her and Cap, like kind of on the. They run into this computer program of Zola, and mm-hmm. you know they're tracking down the lead, and you know they they both realize moments when they re- when they go to the dam to find that Fury's actually alive with Maria hiding out with Maria Hill in this dam. It's great stuff, but so after Captain America two, we then see her in. Would it be Civil War Civil next? War. Yes, Civil War and next. she sides with... She sides with Tony first. Okay. She fights alongside Tony uh, because she believes in the Accords and she believes that they do need to be kept in check uh, and stuff like that. But in the end, she kind of sees the, the error in that and that Cap was right, that the government is... And wasn't it at the end of Captain America 2, though, she released all those secrets? She, I can't remember, but I know... She did something. Didn't she, wasn't she one of them that got locked up, like, with Ant-Man and all them? No. Uh, And and, uh, uh, Rhodey and all those guys? Uh, Rhodey didn't get locked up. Are you sure? No, uh, you mean on the raft? Yeah. The raft was, she went on the run. Tony said, I'll give you a head start. They're going to come after you at the end of Civil War. Okay. For helping Cap. Okay. Because she electrocuted Black Panther so that him and Bucky could get away. On the raft was Lang, Hawkeye, and someone else. Can't remember. After Civil War, though, the next time we see her is Infinity War. And her hair is white. And she's with Cap again and shows up to save Vision and uh, Wanda Wanda. from the children of Thanos. Mm -hmm. So this movie, though, however, we were about to see, takes place in between Civil War and Infinity War. Okay. So this is where she escapes to before going back to Steve, I'm guessing. So I'm guessing she's on the run, so she needs to go back to Russia or whatever to see her family, quote unquote. Okay, so I'm wondering if you know if you remember in first Avengers movie when she does have that scene with Loki, he talks about the red in her ledger and all that. Krakow's I'm daughter. Wondering if we'll get some see there. some of that mm-hmm. uh, this time around. Maybe, 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 uh, quite possibly. But the exciting thing is we get to see Taskmaster finally mm. in the MCU. And for those who may not know about Taskmaster, Taskmaster is a former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent in most comics uh, and lore. But he has the ability to watch a fight or see, or fight someone one time and he can now emulate them. He learns the way that they... They fight, and so he, if you fight him a second time, he knows every. You got to switch it up. Yeah, you have to. Fun to fight in the Avengers game because it does make you switch it up as a player. Do we know who's playing him in the movie? No. No. We, uh, I mean, I haven't looked it up. Okay. Um, 
So then we the next after Infinity War we see her is in Endgame, and this is where we see her death. This is where she sacrifices herself to get the Soul Stone so that Hawkeye can go back to his family. Yeah. And this death was sad, but it was a great moment for her, her character. Um, I am a firm believer that in comics, anybody can come back at any time and it's not going to ruin it for me. You and Logan, on the other hand, feel a little differently. You guys feel like, where's the sacrifice if they come back? Yeah, the sacrifice means nothing if you can just bring them back right away. No, so, I mean, I'm not saying right away, but I could see, like, with time and all that that we're playing with and well, multiverses. Right, and yeah, now we know we're sort of getting into the multiverse and we're getting into alternate timelines and variants and all of that. So, of course, anything's possible. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, you know, I'm okay with... I mean, who knows what's going to happen. We're going to find out in just a few minutes Yeah, what happens with her in this story. But I'm okay with, with her sacrifice being the final sort of story in the chapter or the, the book of Black Widow. I just but, miss Scarlett Johansson. Well, I do, <laughs> I do love Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> But exciting things are about to happen. We have actually made it to the movie theater. Arrived. Did not take too long. We did hit some mean traffic. We did have to make some some pit stops. (laughs) But we made it. That really grinds my gears. I know. When you go, you think you found a good parking spot, and then there's a motorcycle park there, and you really can't park. Hiding. Oh, that really grinds my gears. That grinds my gears. But, nerds and nerdettes, what you are about to hear is a small podcast promo from one of our friends in the podcast world. What's really about to happen is we're going to stop here, and we're going to go in and watch this movie. Because we are thrilled to be back at a movie theater for the first time since February of 2020. So excited to see The Black Widow. But we will be back after we see the movie. You ready, Juice? I'm so ready. I'm so excited. Nerds, we're going in. We'll see y'all in a little bit. Hey, everybody. This is Nerd Bomber here, one of the co-hosts of the Online Warriors podcast. Our weekly podcast started as a way for three friends to keep in touch and discuss their passion for movies, gaming, technology, and entertainment. And since then, we've grown into a fantastic online community. Every Wednesday, we release a new episode discussing the latest nerdy news. And then we go hands-on with our weekly adventures and a fun trivia show. Sound interesting? Check us out on every podcast platform, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or hit us up at OnlineWarriorsPodcast.com. Three hours later. (laughs) Here we are. Here we are. Back in the car. All right, nerds, nerdettes. Just got out of Black Widow. Juice, enjoyed it? Um, I did. I did enjoy it. There was trepidation there. There was. Why? Um, if you look at this movie overall as like a standalone by itself chapter of a veteran Avenger character, great. Yeah. But overall, how does this advance the story by any means? You know, very little. Especially since we know 
the outcome of you know what happens with Natasha and all that. We got a little setup in the post credits. By the way, we should say just in case. Spoiler alert, if that wasn't clear. Yeah. Uh, but in the post credits, we got a little hint of maybe something for the Hawkeye series on Disney Plus. But other than that, it didn't really advance the story, which is for me one of the biggest things that that keeps me going to these movies. Like, what's going to happen next? And you don't really get a lot of that from this, in my opinion. Uh, but like I said, standalone by itself, great fun. Uh, and it was great to be back to the movies. No, so. I think it, it, what it did for me was it really drove home why Natasha makes the decision she does on Vormir. Okay. For me, this drove home like it added to the decision. Um, because, you know, I mean, she talks about the family and all that. This is her other family, her her Russian family mm-hmm. that we get to meet. And let me just tell you, it looks like, you know, we are talking spoilers here, as we said. It looks like Florence Pugh will be continuing. Really liked her a lot. In the MCU, I truly enjoyed her. Who is she, like, in real life? Is she a singer or something? What's the deal with Florence her? Florence Pugh? Yeah, who is she? Um, well, she's actually pretty new to the whole acting scene. I think her IMDb only goes back as far as 2014. Okay. Uh, and her major roles started like 2018, 2019. Um, but she was in, uh, did you see Midsummer? No. She was in that. I, I highly suggest you see that. That's a fantastic, fantastic, uh, movie. But, uh... I thoroughly enjoyed the addition of her, and, I mean, you know, Red Guardian was fantastic because, (laughs) you know, we love Hopper from Stranger Things, but he added this this bit of comedy, yes, which, you know, if you've seen the trailer, you know he's adding comedy. But he's also, you know, the Russian version of Captain America. He took the serum as well. So he gets, he's older and fat, but... He can do a lot of the things that we've seen. He has the strength. Yeah, the agility. He can jump up things Mm -hmm. and climb. And and used to be this great symbol for Mother Russia. Um, And and you said, you know, Rachel Weiss was was timeless. Yeah, timeless. She She looks uh, like she looks like she did in the Mummy. Yeah, she hasn't aged a day. Barely aged at all. It's ridiculous. She looks great. It's crazy. but it was a great cast. Great cast. Yeah. Great ensemble. Um, uh, uh, Ray Weinstein, uh, however you pronounce his name, Weinstone. Yeah. I know he was uh, Boars and King Arthur, and he was also Beowulf. Right. He was in The Departed. Uh, great villain. Fantastic villain. Always good as a villain. Um, and her, her version of Q... Because I'll tell you, you know, he, you mentioned if you're going in, and I told the, the girl at the ticket thing when we were getting our refills on our way out, if you're going in expecting Civil War or this big Marvel production that we've that been used, used to, to, you're going to be upset. 
If you're going in expecting a Black Widow solo movie that's set up like James Bond, pretty much, then you're going to be excited because that's pretty much what it is. Is it's very Goldeneye. It's very, very James Bond. Spies, spies, high tech equipment, and humans. Nothing meta about what was going on. Yeah. Truthfully, I mean, aside from the the Red Room, what the Red Room is, and, and creating these super spy characters, still very mortal. Nothing, you know, no God of Thunder, no super soldier serum. Yeah, no uh, no guest appearances from anybody no. else in the Marvel Universe, no. except and for uh, Thunderbolt Ross. Yes, who, but I don't know if it was purposeful, but, you know... Looks like William Hurt's aged quite a bit in the last two or three years. Well, I think it's supposed to be because, like, how long after Civil War is, you know, Infinity War and all that? Because um, the last time we saw him on the timeline that we know was Civil War. And he talked about having a heart attack. He talked about it in Civil War. Yeah. Talk. He was probably said, "I was there. I was on the 18th hole." And shooting the best game of my life, and then all of a sudden, boom, heart attack. Oh. It gave me perspective. I don't remember that. And then she mentioned in the movie about you don't look so good for someone who's just had a triple bypass. Uh, Yeah, I did catch that. So he does look rough. And I started thinking, this is Thunderbolt Ross, so maybe that was an Easter egg hint towards, is he reacting to something? Because he is Red Hulk in the comics. Mm -hmm. So... And plus, we did also get not just a nod in the post credit scene to Hawkeye and Florence Pugh coming back, but the same woman who becomes Madame Hydra in the comics, who did, talked with U.S. Agent and at the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier, was talking to her. Mm-hmm. Almost like setting up her own team. She's doing what Fury did. And I'm, I'm feeling a Thunderbolt feel feels like they might be setting up the Thunderbolts, which is great. We've all talked about that. Many podcasts have. Many theorists have. And I think it's great. It, it opens the world up for the future of the MCU for years and years to come. And it's awesome. As a, as a whole movie, you said it was great, and I agree. What were some things that stood out? The action. Besides the, yeah, besides the, the action. action. The, the heart of the whole... The, the the family, the four uh, central characters of the movie, mm-hmm. you know, Natasha and her family, uh, really, as we've sort of touched on, loved Florence Pugh a lot as, uh, what's her name? Elena. Elena. Uh, really liked her a lot. If she is kind of tagging in as the new quote-unquote Black Widow or, you know, uh, what have you, I'm okay with that. She's great. I uh, love the humor of making fun of Black Widow and her poses. Yes. You know, and then she yes. did it herself. It's like, oh, disgusting. Uh, so that that was the best of it for me. Yeah. So, to me, what stood out, aside from the action, because this is an action pack, pretty much early, you know, once she gets to Budapest, it's non-stop action. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, even after, even before Budapest, she's attacked by Taskmaster, which that is, if you are a, um, a comic enthusiast and reader, uh, you know, and you, and you haven't seen it, I don't know why you're listening to this portion of the show, 
you should be stopping and going to watch it before you're listening, because we are talking spoilers, but, uh, spoiler alert, it's not who or what you think it is, because the Taskmaster lore in the comics is totally different than the direction they take. I did notice, I kind of wondered if, if Taskmaster was going to end up being a female, because... Taskmaster sort of to me had some sort of like a like a more feminine figure, mm-hmm. uh, so I was like, mm, I don't know if this is going to be what we think, and then of course it wasn't. No, yeah. and I thought it was done well. It wasn't like forced. The story was there. It wasn't just like, well, we're just making Taskmaster a, a female just for the sake of it. Kind of like you know, a lot of people feel like that moment in Endgame was forced. Right. But this didn't feel forced. The story called for this change to be made. Sure. And I enjoyed it. It was good. Taskmaster was a great villain. I feel like we didn't see enough of him. Brought... Of of Taskmaster. It brought that story kind of full circle for Natasha because she... You know, the red in her ledger, she killed... She thought this little girl... Yeah. The daughter of... uh, Dreykov. Yeah. And then, you know, come to find out, no, she's alive. That's Taskmaster. You've sort of... Created you, you well, you've in the end she breaks her free from the power of her father yeah. and all that stuff. So she sort of has cleared up. She's made amends and all that, which makes it, I guess, that much easier for her to when we get to Endgame, yeah, jump off the the cliff. You know, I've made amends for all the things I've done. Now yeah. it's time to help out somebody else so he can be with his family and, and, and have that yeah. sort of wholeness that she got. As we now know. Yeah, and it's it's great uh, because, like you said, it pulls her story full circle. And but like as a, as a connection with the the greater MCU, I did see some some moments that connected me to the MCU where Natasha was, you know, when it had to do with her. I mean, I mentioned you know the this story that they told kind of gave me more reasoning to why she had to be the one uh, to sacrifice herself in Voromir. For me, it also um, gave her more than of a substantial character than just the... And, and I don't mean this in a, the attractive ass-kicker. Yeah. You know, she had a great story in this movie, I believe. And I think they all four did as a whole. I mean, we even got, you know that flashback to them as kids with uh, Alexi and Alan, Elena um, as their quote-unquote parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really set up why Natasha is the way she is, especially when we first meet her mm-hmm. in the MCU, because she really had a screwed-up past. And we still don't get um, 100% answers. You know, we don't get her mom's name in the long run. Right. We know that her dad's name is Ivan because Red Skull told us in in game. Uh, that's about all we know. And still. that's that's straight from the comics. The uh, Ivan was supposed to be the guy who like raised her overall um, and had she has the most connections with, um, even in some of the more modern, more recent comics that I just read recently. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm sure that stuff will come back in? Question mark? Maybe. I, um, I think it'll be interesting to see where we go 
with Scarlett Johansson. Is this her being done? We don't know. Because she hasn't really said, I'm done. Anything is possible at this point now that we, especially now that we're playing with timelines and yeah. you know all that. We've got so many Lokis. Who's to say that there's not an unlimited amount of Black Widows and Tony Starks and well, Steve not Rogers just that, and but all We could get some Black Widow storylines without it messing with being this timeline where we're sure. in right now. We could sure. flash back to what was she doing before she was assigned to Tony Stark? Mm-hmm. Or how did she save them from the raft? You know, she obviously had to go get Cap, find Cap get him to the raft blah 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 she has the, in the post credit scene uh, we get the setup of her sister which is great with I can't uh, what did she call Lady her? Hydra Lady Hydra I don't know what much. her first name is I uh, can't remember what she called her but um, Valentina yeah something like that yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, which she said your next target is the reason that your sister's dead yeah. she showed a picture of Clint which we assume leads to our Hawkeye show in the fall. Mm-hmm. Great, great there. But there was before the post-credit scene, her her friend who is kind of like James Bond's Q, um, gets her a Quinjet, and he says, "I told you if you gave me time and money, what I could get you would be great." Yep. And so she says, "I've got some family that I need to go save and break out of prison." Which leads us into Civil War, you know. Infinity War, right? Civil because War into Infinity War. The, it's the next time we see Cap and, and those guys when they are in Germany. Scotland. Res- Scotland rescuing uh, yeah. Scarlet Witch and yeah. Vision. That's the next time we see them. Yeah. So, I, th- I think it, it's it'll be interesting to see where we go with Scarlett Johansson whether she's done done um, and I know we use we use a lot of repeat words to emphasize like dead dead done done yeah we double it up uh, but I personally don't feel like anybody's ever really done once they've started with the MCU and with Disney because it's comics sure uh, I, I hope that if they aren't done done I hope that it's it's a good story but if if she is done done and that's the end of you know Natasha Romanov Scarlet Witch is or uh, Scarlet Johansson uh, uh, Scarlet Johansson Black Widow as we know it I'm okay with it yeah you know she's she's, she's had a great story yeah a great run uh, and if Florence Pugh is truly stepping into that position then I think she's going to be fantastic oh yeah it's going to be great to see her because she is great performer. I really, really liked her a lot. I think she was fantastic. Uh, her emotion in her face, whether it was anger, sadness, um, her lines, her delivery was quippy and fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the writing for this movie was really good um, with dialogue and moving the story. I do feel like and this is why I can't get in, and this is probably why I can't get into too many of those born or bond movies why they're not my favorite genre of films is because it's just it's a different pace spy movies are a different pace so again if you're going into this expecting expecting the typical marvel pace 
what we're used to, like a Captain America film or a Thor film or an Iron Man or even an Avengers crossover, you'll be upset. So don't go in expecting that. And plus the challenge anytime you have a prequel style movie is like, we know the outcome more or less what it's going to be because we know what her story is after this. So it's really hard to say okay, this story we're going to tell is set in between this part that you already know and this part that you already know. So it's like it's really hard to have high stakes. Yeah. We know that she's going to survive at least until the point that she doesn't in the in the other movies. Yeah. You know, and that just really makes movies like this a, a challenge. And I think for me, also part of why I'm walking away sort of like, yeah, okay, it was great, but eh, you know, like, I'm not just... Well, I think we're also ready for this timeline. Yes. We're ready like, for what's post-Endgame. We're ready. Give it yeah. to us. Spider-Man is the thing that I'm looking forward to the most at this point. Um, sort of the next convergence of all these weird yeah. happenings that we've been getting. Like, I guess the WandaVision timeline and events will somehow converge with the Spider-Man story. Yeah. And all that. So, uh, so yeah, I, I'm looking forward to the continuation of the overall story. Yeah, and this was a nice little detour, but let's think about this. This was supposed to open and start Phase 4 a, over a year ago. Yeah. So, then, you know, you can't, there's no rule book for the pandemic. You know, we can, they can't help it. There's no, there was no control. It is what it is. It is what it is. You know, I think that hurt it, but also, if in all honesty, what I think would walking away from it would say hurt it is this should have been told after Civil War. They yeah. should have given it to her after Civil War. And they I'll, should have given her her movie years ago. You said a while back about someone quoting saying that it was the perfect Marvel movie. Uh, I'm not necessarily like disputing it or arguing it, but like I just I guess I want to know why like what about it led to such a review. It was one of the critics. I was reading some of the critic stuff online, and somebody said it was the perfect Marvel movie, or uh, this was two thumbs up, you know. And they were just ranting and raving, and I would imagine because it really doesn't follow the blueprint. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't follow a yeah. typical blueprint, right. which most people and some critics hate. They don't like comic book movies. Typical com- This wasn't a typical comic book movie. Right. It really wasn't. Yeah. So I would imagine that's why some people are going to dislike it and why some people who normally wouldn't dislike it do like it. Mm-hmm. It's because it's, it doesn't follow the pattern. It doesn't follow the, the MCU blueprint. Um, because even his fans will be the first to admit there is a blueprint right. that all the Marvel movies have followed. And this one doesn't, which I think maybe it's a, it's a good... Maybe this is the palate cleanser we needed to get into the direction we're going. It's, it's not terrible, but it's not what we're used to, and it's not big blockbuster. Yeah. It's just not... So maybe this is a good palate cleanser and we'll be ready. We're back in the movie theaters. Marvel is putting movies back out. We have been living off of Disney Plus shows for which the is, last... Which is fine. Totally acceptable. Totally acceptable. They're killing it. They're rocking it. It's fantastic stuff. 
but the movies are back and that's primarily probably what's driving my positivity right now is we got to sit in a movie theater <laughs> yeah. and watch the Marvel opening. Yep. We got to watch the Marvel opening yeah. crawl and, and it was it was great. Yeah, I was the really sound, looking forward to that. The seats were filled. It wasn't capacity because I think they were still trying to be. It was probably like a hundred-ish people yeah. in there for for an IMAX theater. You for know, a that's, 5 o'clock showing. So yeah. technically we did see the premiere. The very first showing, uh, at least at this theater. Yeah. Uh, according to the the employees, so yes. yeah. so we did see the premiere at Turkey Creek, Knoxville, which is very rare. But the older we get, the more we like these five o'clock showings because it's still daylight out. <laughs> it's I mean, true. It's not three a.m. It's eight thirty, and it's still <laughs> the sun is still shining, and it's fantastic. We're not dog tired driving from Knoxville at thir- two or three in the morning. Yeah. Those, for a midnight opening. Those days are over. They are. Um, we can maybe do one a year <laughs> these days. If it's not a school night. Yeah, if it's not <laughs> a school night. So, for me, I would probably give it a 7.5 out of 10. Ooh, a very specific, a 7.5. You want me to say 7.6? <laughs> mm, well, I, mean, I want to give it an 8, but there were still things... You know, uh, it was good. Well, it depends on like what different criteria that we're ranking it on so you're okay. you're giving it an overall of, okay of seven point so should we should we do an overall or should we do so like three parts and then the overall so it's like you know excitement okay action Story. and uh maybe like you know relevance to the okay. overall universe overall push overall uh drive of the universe action and story those three things sure yeah okay so okay. action i'm gonna give it a nine i'm gonna yeah nine. i'm gonna give it a nine and i'm giving it a nine yeah, out of ten. yeah 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 and that's mainly because i won't give anything a 10 out of 10 maybe an eight okay eight or nine eight or nine uh story six or seven i'll give it a seven Definitely the characters were great, but a lot of the story was just a spy story, and they're not known to be great scripts in general. I mean, if you go back and watch the James Bond movies, dialogue's kind of iffy, and just the story in general is like, oh, it's a spy story, blah, blah, blah. And no offense to anybody who's a fan of spy films. I know Padawan J loves his James Bond. So... No offense. Now for the overall of like push of the MCU. Significance. Significance to of the universe. The universe um, and, and connecting to it, continuing it, advancing it, relevance to the overall yes. story. I'm going to give it like a five. Okay. Mm, yeah. I'm going to give it a six because there's still that drive for me of this gave me a little bit more. Uh, into Natasha's head on okay. what drove Natasha through Infinity War and through Endgame. Okay. So, we give that a 7. Uh, so, overall, as a movie, actually, I think I'm going to give it an 8. I'm going to give it like a 6.5 or a 7. Okay. That's fair. Um, yeah, like, 
had it not been the first movie going back since everything went down, I probably would, would actually give it lower. But considering that, I think that added to the hype for me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, like, it was fine. It, it was it was cool. It was a fun movie. It just... It lacked the things that that I look for. Like, what do I look for? Especially in, a, in a, any sort of a Marvel content, I look for how is it... How is it contributing to the overall story of the universe? How is it adding yep. to it? Okay. And does it make me feel something? Do I get that feeling of like, ooh, where I'll reach over and I start smacking you? I didn't do that. You didn't do that I once. didn't do that in the in this in this movie at all. Yeah. Typically, that's my thing. I lean over, I start smacking you. Yeah. When something has really piqued my like or a good easter egg show. yeah anything like that and I didn't I didn't have any of those moments this time like that's okay um because honestly I didn't go in really expecting a lot of that yeah um I gotta say I was kinda hoping for a little bit more in the post credits and this one only had one yeah like back in the day we used Truly to have like post credit uh, we had a mid credit and a post credit yeah um, but this is just the, the one. Um, and you know, I, maybe I'm not being fair because that was a setup for a Disney Plus show. The Disney Plus shows are just as important at this point as any of the movies and just as good. Like Loki, we're not even done with yet. No. And it's no. just awesome, incredible. So, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. I... I I'll watch it again for sure, and I'll definitely be glad to purchase the Blu-ray and add it to my Marvel collection and all that stuff, but, you know, it's not one that I'm going to be like, oh man, did did you see Black Widow? It was, oh, how about this, how about that? It's just like, eh, another soldier slash spy movie. It did have that that feel. That just happened to be in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that a lot of Marvelites uh, don't don't like these as much because they're not meta. They're not yeah. Iron Man or Thor or yeah. superhero. Yeah, that's sort of why... Because my brother would look at her and go, she's not a superhero. She's immortal. Sort, sort of like why uh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier sort of... I don't even want to say fell flat for me, but was just sort Not of your like, cup of tea. yeah, like I have no beef with with Falcon and Winter Soldier. I enjoyed it, you know. But but at the end of the day, they're people. I like magic. I like yeah. I like the capes and flying. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. understand. I understand. That's me. That's me. So yeah, you know, all mad respect to Black Widow and to Scarlett Johansson. And to, and to to this whole everything about this, but it's just not ever going to be one of those that's at the top of my list. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Black Widow. Whoa. I mean, it was very Born Identity, very James Bond. So if you enjoy those movies, you're gonna love this. One. And it's hard to expect anything else from yeah, Black from Widow, Black Widow. To be honest, I mean, I probably expect quite a bit of that that type of thing from Hawkeye too when it comes out. Mm. It's gonna be very human. And- spy and shield and arrows flying everywhere so I mean it's you know we might be sitting here when we talk about Hawkeye going you know it's just it's a person you know 
and it happens to be in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. And yeah, it's great that he's putting his life on the line as a mortal. That's cool. I mean, because I'm also like, Batman's my favorite, and he's a human at the end of the day. But there's just something different, you know, about the cape and the cowl as opposed to no masks and humans and yeah. stuff like that. It's weird. I'm very finicky when it comes to my my comic book stuff, but I enjoyed the movie. I really did. Yeah. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed it. Any last thoughts on Black Widow, my friend? Not from me, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that Black Widow has finally come out, and I really hope that it does well. I really, really do. I expect that it will. I My... What was the one that came out a few weeks ago that sort of, since pandemic, had the, the record of of uh, box office and it really wasn't anything that impressive? Oh. Just uh, recently. We talked you mean about after it. Godzilla and then? Yeah, we talked about it on the show. Um, there was something it would, that had just come out. It's like, oh yeah, smash the, the box oh, office. And okay. we were like, yeah, well, you uh, know, a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, that was in the nerd news a few weeks ago. Yeah, uh, I would imagine it's still going. It's going to do a little bit better than that because it's think, Marvel. Yeah, I think it'll be the number one thing <laughs> yeah. until you know, until a, we, a little while when things yeah. are like really, really back to normal. Yeah. Like COVID isn't even in a conversation anymore. You know, so yeah. And and I hope that you all will go watch it, even if you're listening to this and letting us. I mean, we really didn't spoil too much of the plot, which you know we really try not to do when we're talking about new stuff. Uh, we just talk general things so I really hope you all go see it and support this because I feel like you know you've been clamoring for Marvel to get back in the theaters and all that and if you're not going to go see it then yeah and I don't mean to like I know I sound really underwhelmed with it and I mean and you, I guess really you could say that I was but I did enjoy it and, and I do hope that people see it and, and you should go see it it's totally 100% worth watching especially if you're a big Marvel fan and, you, and you've been into the MCU this whole time like we have like definitely 100% go see it and you know maybe you'll get a little more uh, excitement out of it than I did maybe you'll feel a little more fulfilled than I did you know my my take walking away from it is okay I'm good with it Yeah. you know not like gosh the last time that I remember leaving a movie going, I absolutely cannot wait to see what happens next is all the way back to the post credit scene of uh, Spider-Man Far From Home when we got, you know... You the, the end of Phase 3. Yeah, when we got, you know, <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson yeah. and he... Talks about his identity. His identity and all that stuff like that. So, you know, now I'm sort of thinking that's going to be something where the TVA shows up and they just erase all that. Could be. Probably something like that. But, you know, that was the last time that I left going, wow, what's next? Yeah. I can't wait, you know? Um, yeah. and, and I did not have that this time, but that doesn't mean anything, you know? I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm very easy to please, really. Yeah. Uh, but this case was just... If you're a Black Widow fan, I think you'll be happy. I'll yeah. say that. And I'm just, Great moments. Black Widow is not like in my top five or anything like that. So, you know, I'm not biased about it. I'm just sort of, eh, it is what it is. You know, yeah. it, it was cool. It was great. Kind of like we talked earlier about Captain America the Winter Soldier. 
Sure. It is what it is. Yeah. It's just not a... Any of the soldiers, spy, regular people. Yeah. I enjoy it. I like it. But it's not my... Be all, end all. Gosh. Yeah. It's not my go-to. Well, great. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed finally being back in the theaters with you, brother. Yeah. Next is Shang-Chi on the list for the movie theaters. I'm sure we'll get together uh, for that one as well. And we'll do an episode about it. We'll talk about it. Uh, We've got more Loki coming up next week. The finale. Very excited to talk about that next week on 30 and 30 Podcast. What were your all thoughts? If you've seen it, please let us know your thoughts. Uh, 30nerdypod at gmail.com. Hashtag 30nerdypod on Twitter. I believe that's it for me, Juice. Yeah. Well, nerds and nerdettes, don't forget to follow us on social media. Don't forget to subscribe to everything. That's how you can keep up with us, whether it's on podcasts, whether it's on Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Subscribe to the Nerdly Newsletter on our website, 30nerdypodcast.com. And don't forget patreon.com slash badcastcompany. We're still running that contest uh, for a swag package and an exclusive Patreon show. And that's about all, folks. For the doctor of nerdonomics himself, Juicy D, (laughs) I'm Tyler Mack. (laughs) Cheers to you, nerds. Cheers to you. You've been listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the flagship show of Badcast Company Productions. Thirty and Nerdy Podcast is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and part of the Council of Nerds. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Join in on the conversation using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. You can find us and other amazing podcasts at podchaser.com by searching The Apodalypse and PodNation. Got something to say? Email us at 30andNerdyPod at gmail.com or find us at 30andNerdyPodcast.com. This has been the 30andNerdyPodcast. Cheers to you, nerds. Nerds.